Bobby Bones post show pre show. On with us right now is Caroline Hobby, who hosts the podcast Get Real with Caroline Hobby. Caroline, are you at a fancy lunch right now with your glasses clinging together and people demanding? Do you hear the clink clink? No. no. Where are you, Caroline? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely at a fancy lunch. Actually, I have something really exciting going on right now. What is it? I am on a Zoom call with my former Amazing Race love, Flight Time. He is one of the Harlem Globetrotters, and we are doing a podcast right now. Oh. And so I was like, you know what? He's so awesome. I'm just going to let him say hi because he's a best-selling author. He played for the Harlem Globetrotters for 18 years, and now he's coming on my podcast. Hey, ask him this. Ask him a question for me. Okay. Sure, you can. He's on, he's on Zoom. Oh, can you hear me? Is it not yeah, working very well? Okay. Hey, Caroline, just, just ask him how many how many hours a day he was practicing trick shots alone when he was playing for the Globetrotters. Oh man. So when we were when we played the Globetrotters, I mean we would always go into the gym on even on game days, at least two or three hours before even doors would open. So I mean you'd be trying trick shots doing you know, tricks, all the stuff you've seen from back in the day. And, uh, yeah. Did you ever make a shot during a game that you really never made at practice? <laughs> and you were like, holy crap, I can't believe I made that, but you had to play it cool? Yeah, yeah, you always have to act like you've done it before. You know, some guys get super excited, especially the new guys. So you have to tell them, hey, man, you have to act like you do this all the time, you know? <laughs> and, and an honest question, an honest answer. The, the Washington Generals. <laughs> That's a good question. You probably just like went to dinner with them right after, right? What's that? I don't uh, know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's like wrestling, right? <laughs> like <laughs> He's winking at you. Okay. okay, well, I can't see him, but hey, hey well, how did you get I to... Wanted, I was telling Caroline, you know, I'm from Arkansas, too. I wanted to say, who picks Dewey? I saw what you tweeted after the Auburn game. I, retwe- I retweeted because I was like, man, it's really nice to be able to... Get excited about Razorback football again. It's been like four or five years. It has. I was talking about it on the show today. I was, you know, shooting my TV show this past <laughs> weekend, and I was in a, a big machine uh, th- that I should have been focusing really on because I was like destroying cars, but I had the game on on my phone at the same time I was destroying a car in a big machine. So that's how much I love Arkansas to put everyone's health at at at, 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 at say at danger. <laughs> Well, nice to talk to you. I'm going to encourage everybody to check out you guys' podcast. Uh, when Carol- Caroline, yep. I'm assuming that's going to be an upcoming episode? It's going to be next week. And let me tell you something about Flight Time. So he is one of the most famous Harlem Globetrotters. And Big Easy was his partner. And they went on the Amazing Race three times. Like, they were such – three times. They were such fan favorites that they were invited back three times. And Herb, who you're just talking to right now, he is changing the world. He's a best-selling author. He, his story is he grew up in really hard times, and he has overcome so much, and his whole message to the world is kindness is free. You can become anything that you want. He's truly one of the most inspiring people in the world, and we had a little crush on each other during the Amazing Race. During the amazing race. <laughs> Herb, where'd you play college basketball? Where'd you play college basketball? I played at Centenary down in Shreveport, Louisiana. And I'm and, from Brinkley, small town right between Little Rock and Memphis. Wait, and so how did you... One exit off I-40. Yeah, no, I know where Brinkley is. How did you know where... How did you know or get to that uh, spot of college to the Globetrotters? Is it a tryout or do they come after you? Oh, I won the college dunk contest in 98 at the Final Four. So it was like 
a couple guys that play in the NBA now, well, back then, Ruben Patterson, Felipe Lopez, those were the couple guys that I beat out. Plus, I was the smallest guy from the smallest school, and I represented Arkansas and Louisiana at the same time. So, yeah, that's what kind of ignited me uh, to get with the Bulldogs. Although I did have to go back to finish my degree because uh, of the NBA lockout, so I worked a regular job, and, uh, you know, I got invited, and the rest is history. 18 years later, a couple of posts, a couple of presidents, no, well, one post and a couple of presidents, well, that's the name of your book. It's called, what, Pope's President? Project, Project Pope's and Presidents. Project Pope's and Presidents, because you grew up in the projects, and then you are meeting Pope's and Presidents traveling around yeah. the world. All the stuff that happened in between from Amazing Race to, you know, up until the end of my 18 years. Well, we appreciate the time here. Um, I wasn't expecting him. I'm, cool. glad, yeah. I'm glad we got him, though. Uh, and check out Caroline's podcast, Get Real with Caroline Hobby. Uh, on this episode, she's talking to Kristen Brust, the, the wife of Preston from Low Cash Marriage, Kids, The New Normal, because everybody's at home now. You got a touring artist as a husband, and he ain't touring. He's at home all the time, <laughs> which is probably new to everyone's world, right? Is that right, Caroline? Bye. Oh, yeah. She said it's been like having to figure out how to, you know, just a whole new relationship because they got married super fast and got pregnant and had a, and had their daughter super fast, which is amazing. But then he was just gone. And so now they're just creating a new normal, which has been really great and really fun. But, you know, there's you just got when you live with someone in a different way, when you're not gone all the time, you got to like figure out how, how do they... Do they like snore all the time or do their laundry is driving you nuts or, you know, just like living with someone is definitely a process learned. So it's, it's a really great episode. Kristen's one of my best friends. She is someone who is so real and so raw and she loves sharing her heart and connecting with others through her vulnerability. So it's great. And if you just want an inside life, look into what the life being married to an artist is like. This is a great one. Yeah. Get real with Caroline Hobby. Check it out. Caroline, I'll let you get back to your podcast. Talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Herb. Bye. You know, you can, Bye. You can rent out a, f- a full private theater at an AMC or a Cinemark for ninety nine bucks. I read this. Oh, yes, I can I'm imagine. In. They're probably just need any money whatsoever. Ways. Yeah. Yep. Starting at ninety nine dollars, AMC and Cinemark are allowing groups of up to twenty to rent out theaters to show Halloween classics or new releases, family films. Pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Yeah. You have to submit a request to book at least one week in advance. You can't just show up at ninety nine bucks and be like, "I'll take that room." <laughs> But they're letting people get the private showing experience, too. You can watch Lego Movie, old Ghostbusters. So pretty cool if, if you guys are looking for something neat to do. Yeah, that used to be something that would just be for, like, celebrities or if you were had a bunch of money, and now you can have a now fun Now if you party. have any money. <laughs> <laughs> Police in Akron, Ohio, are searching for a man who opened fire with a semi-automatic gun at a group of school kids playing street basketball what? after they told him to slow down. Man was speeding down the street in a white Pontiac G6 with tinted windows, temporary plates. When one kid said, "Hey, slow down," he pulled over, got out of the car, and started firing shots at the 15 and 11 year old kids that were in the street. Earth, jeez, oh, man. Okay, remind me not to tell people to slow down. How about we remind people not to shoot at kids? Yeah, that's to, the better. Yeah, one. that's the. I one. don't think that they're. They need to slow down too. Like Police that. have a cell phone video of the incident and are investigating. No one was injured in time for the shooting, and a woman gets four years in prison for spiking coworkers' coffee. Oh. What? <laughs> Mary Angelo Serrato was found guilty of putting sedatives in Alice Borden's coffee over a period of several months. 
so as to discredit her in front of the company's bosses. Oh, my goodness. Layoffs were happening, and she thought it was a good idea as cuts loom that she could make herself look better, according to the story. <laughs> How, oh, for, so I'm sure for a while before they knew that that's what was happening, I'm sure she thought, what is going on with me? I'm so tired all the time. Yep. <laughs> she said she accepted another cappuccino. She drank half of it. Quote, I put the other half in a test tube, and tests revealed that it contained 10 times the amount of tranquilizer that is usually advised. <gasps> wow. With the police involved, they managed to stop her as she was putting the medicine into her cup after that. Mm. Wild, huh? Well, crazy. I have no idea what's 1015. I'm <laughs> exhausted. That's what's up. Thank you, guys. Let's now get... I really have to yawn. Yeah, I know. Let's get to today's show. Bye, everybody. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Welcome to Monday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. So you're giving your kid nighttime candies? Mmm, yeah. Are you ready for your nighttime candy? That's how you talk to him? What on earth? You <laughs> sound like a creepy person next door. <laughs> no, I try to like, in my gentle voice, it's time for nighttime candy. It's a gu- uh, melatonin gummies. Oh my gosh. And he doesn't them. know that you're knocking them out with gummies? Mm-mm. Amy, they, this is borderline creepy. They, no, they work. No, 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 no. So he needs sleep. Some, you know, if a kid is has stuff going on, the acronym you can use to address the situation is HALT. Are they hungry, angry, tired, or, or lonely or tired? It's true. Any of those four things. Very true. So we figured out some stuff maybe with our son is that he's very tired and he's not sleeping. And so his therapist was talking to us about melatonin gummies. And so, I mean, we went to the store immediately, got some, and now... We all take them. They're full of sugar. Don't get me wrong. That's I should, I'm like, okay, they are basically nighttime candy. But they're, and I was doubtful at first, but 30 <laughs> minutes after you give it to him, he's snoring. Do you worry about him I don't, ta- taking them and then getting used to them? And then you got to start doubling up, tripling up? But it's melatonin. I thought that that was safe. Your body produces that anyway. So I have no idea. I have worried about that. It's not like I'm giving him NyQuil every night. Mm. It's over-the-counter Z's. I need to do that halt with me. When I come in and I'm cranky, I'm like, all right, am I hungry? Am I an a-hole? What's his going? Angry. Oh. <laughs> you might I mean, you be might as well just do an that. a-hole <laughs> because of halt. Am I a loser? It could be all of those things. Lonely. I mean, yeah. that is for just adults, too. It is too. for adults, too. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Yeah. Halt. My therapist even says it to me. So it's a check-in. It's a way to evaluate and maybe easily assess why you're behaving the way you are, and then you can take the proper, use the proper tools to fix it. Huh. Okay. I'm, right now, I'm not hungry. I'm not angry. Are you I'm lonely? not lonely, but I am a little tired. Okay. So that's why I'm going to make today a nightmare for all of you. You seem fine right Do, now. Are you sure you don't want some candy? some nighttime candy. No, no, not now. <laughs> no, no, I need daytime candy, baby. I don't know. If anybody has any thoughts on that, let me know because I wonder if other parents drug use their it. kids it, no no uh, the bottle <laughs> have says have your nighttime syrup mom <laughs> this tastes bitter it burns good night that's your nighttime syrup whiskey <laughs> <laughs> no no I know adults take melatonin but these yeah. this is a bottle made for kids so it says it's for kids and it tastes like it's for kids and I just want to you mom your way trying you mom your doing way doing my best <laughs> It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. 
Oh yeah, quick hitters that are all about good news. Let's go. Number five. There's an ice cream shop in Dallas called Howdy Homemade that almost had to close because of the pandemic. But they just got a $50,000 grant because of their unique policy of only hiring people with special needs. And now people saw this and they've also donated another $100,000 to help keep the place open. Oh, I love that. Isn't that amazing? Number four. A guy from Michigan took part in something called the Great Grass Race this summer, where people race across the country on riding mowers, but they don't bring money or food, so they rely on random people to help them out along the way. He made it all the way from Los Angeles to Tampa, Florida, which is crazy. (laughs) And even with the pandemic, he says, quote, it brought tears to his eyes a bunch of times because of the good nature of people that all supported him and fed him and helped gassed him up and helped him going along the way. Number three. An 80-year-old street food vendor is trending on Twitter after he broke down in tears during an interview. He said no customers were showing up because of the pandemic. People saw it on the news. Almost 1,000 people lined up the next day, and now his business is booming. Number two. Earlier this year, a guy in New York named Woody Latour started hanging posters outside his house with lame dad jokes on them just just to lift people's spirits. And he's still at it. Here's one he posted a picture of on Facebook last week. Quote, out of all the inventions in the last 100 years, the dry erase board is probably the most remarkable. Get it. Thank I get you. it. Thank you. Here he is talking about how he came up with the idea and telling another joke. We just need some positive stuff. It's just everything's negative. I just we need a positive, uplifting theme or something like that. And this just doesn't. How did the hamburger introduce his girlfriend? Meet Patty. <laughs> Meet Patty. That's good. Number one. And finally, a 48-year-old guy from Long Island named Scott Cohen got COVID-19 back in April and was very, very sick. But luckily, he got plasma from a woman named Abby Park who had already beaten the virus. And her antibodies helped him beat it, too. They just met in person for the first time, and he thanked her for saving his life. Here they are meeting face-to-face. I'm going to give you a hug. Okay. We're we're good, right? I'm so happy to meet you. There you go. That's the Good News Countdown. Thank you very much. That was the Good News Countdown. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Caitlin Smith. One of my favorite artists is here. Caitlin, how are you? I'm so good. How are you, Bobby? I'm so happy that you're here. Here's what happened with Caitlin. She puts out this album, and it's fantastic, but she puts it out March 13th of this year. Now, what do you think was happening right about March 13th? Oh, we shelter know. in place. Yeah, we were running for our lives. <laughs> like the Corona monster had just veered its head and was coming at us. <laughs> exactly. And so she put out this record, and it was so good, but I bet you felt it too that really... People didn't get to know it was out because we were reading all the other news. Absolutely. It was really, it was sad. It was hard. Like, here's my record, everyone. And nobody's, everyone's like, well, on the news watching Corona numbers. It, and was like, yeah. we don't care about music right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We're, we're trying not to touch something at the grocery store. I mean, I didn't even care about my music at that point. I was like, ah. So first, <laughs> I would like to say that you and you guys are going to hear her sing a play. You're, you're going to love Supernova, but she put it out again as a deluxe, meaning... The first song on it is I Can't, and now Old Dominion's on it with you. Yes. Which is really cool. And this was a song that you put out by yourself originally. Yep. And it was just you. So why did you think, well, let's do something different with this song? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to to have a collaboration. um, And, you know, it it naturally happened with Shane McAnally being my uh, label president, and then he's working on the Old Dominion record. And we were kind of brainstorming ideas together of like, you know, who could we pull in on this project and are on this collaboration? And so Shane threw out Old Dominion and they 
agreed to do it, which was so fun. So, so we're going to play the full song in a second, but since you have your guitar, would you play a verse and chorus of I Can't? I love it. This is track one on Supernova Deluxe. Here she is, Caitlin Smith. This ain't the 20 minute town no more. It don't look the same. Red lights, bar streets, too much concrete. I don't recognize a thing. Ain't a 20-minute call no more. But you don't call me at all. Outside of rainfalls, curtains have drawn. I'm here talking to the walls. All the time and the whiskey I've wasted. That's awesome. Yeah. And you can hey. hear that. She sings it. Listen, I like the version with just her. I mean, old Dominion who? However, <laughs> love Matt. Love those guys. So that that's track one. You wrote a bunch of songs. Before we get back to your record, I'm just going to share with our audience that they may have heard and they may not have known that you wrote them. First, here's this one. This is Megan Trainer, like I'm going to lose you. I love this song so much. Do you sing this at your shows? I do. Yeah. yeah That's so the cool good. thing about being a songwriter. If you write it, you can still play it even exactly. though. Exactly. And it's part of my story too. As like, I'm this songwriter lady. Hey, wrote these songs. And I think it's fun for people to connect the dots. Whenever you wrote this, did you, when you guys go into the room, who? what's the idea? Who spits out the idea? And then how, how does this go? It depends on the day. And on that specific day, like Megan Trainer walked in the room and it was before she had a record deal or anything. And she had had a bad dream. And she was like, I just had this dream. Like I lost my brother. And like, she was just pretty shook. And then my other songwriter friend, Justin Weaver, was like, well, I've got this title, like, I'm going to lose you. And it feels like it kind of fits this whole, you know, f- fear of losing someone. And then, you know, the idea just kind of came to life. And the song wasn't recorded for a few years. It kind of just sat wow. around, which is crazy. First time you hear something like this when it's John Legend and Megan Trainer that you wrote years ago, you hear, they're like, here it is. Are you just like... Out of your mind, like this is the. I was out of my mind. I didn't even know like getting a John Legend cut was in the realm of possibilities, and hearing his voice too was like I was dead. <laughs> I think that my favorite song that you don't sing that you wrote is remember when Kenny and Dolly, Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton, they did "You Can't Make Old Friends." Yeah. This song, and I tell you, I saw a picture of the. Maybe you'd written the lyrics out of someone who written the lyrics, and they had both signed it. Oh yes. You yes. Ha- do you have that? I've got it hanging in my house. And yeah, it's the original lyric, and they and Do- and Dolly's handwriting is like writing like who's singing what line, and then they both signed it, and it's precious. Isn't oh, that so special. cool? Yeah. I actually have a Caitlin Smith signed of uh, Tacoma. She wrote all the lyrics out and signed it. I keep it in my in my workroom at the house. Love it. And this is her version here. They, but Garth sang it. Yes. You got a Garth Brooks cut. I know, which is crazy. Which I wrote the song and I knew it was for me. Like, I love I love singing this song. But I remember getting a text from Garth and he's like, hey, like, do you, you know, you can, I really love this song. Can I please record it? And I was like, 
well, it's Garth Brooks. <laughs> kind of my hero, so okay, sure. <laughs> I think, if I'm not mistaken, you you came and played at our Million Dollar Show a couple years ago and did this song, and then there's a part where she stops the music and just sings a cappella, and she's like, Arr! And the whole crowd is much better than what I just did. But the, the whole crowd just got up and just like standing owed her in the middle of a song at the Ryman Auditorium. Yeah, I'll never forget that. It was the it was an amazing, amazing thing to see. So fun, man. She's so good. And then uh, Trisha, you're what every girl in this town. So did the Garth relationship or whatever that was help you with Trisha or was it totally different? I think so. I'm not sure like what came first because I, from what I understand, they were both always like finding my demos and playing their songs my songs in their house um, and so I, I got to meet Trisha through Garth and the cool thing was is Trisha Yearwood was my first concert as a seven year old little girl and then to full circle have her go and record um, one of my songs was mind blowing what is life this is crazy so. <laughs> Caitlin Smith is here <laughs> you started your first band when you were what 12 years old or so mm-hmm. and what was that band about and what, what was your spot in the band um, lead singer. Uh, I wrote the songs. I, I recruited my brother to play drums and two of my best friends to play other instruments. And I would cold call venues as like a 12 year old be like, book our band like for your next event. And I just love to play music. And so we would just play whenever we could. Did you guys get any gigs at 12? Yes, we did. We play like, uh, it was usually like field parties on like, you know, flatbed trailers with hay bales or like we had a little band shell in our, in our little town of 3000 people and we'd play there and yeah, we played around. It was so fun. Is your brother still doing music or was he just humoring his sister? He was just humoring his sister. (laughs) Bless his heart. He's a diesel mechanic and likes cars much better than music. (laughs) I want to play, as you put your guitar on the stand and walk to the keyboard, I'm going to play one of my favorite songs. This is uh, Long Time Coming. This is track two on Supernova Deluxe. Here you go. her once like hey what's the one song if you're just pointing at one song and it's supernova so here's track seven here's supernova time is like a shooting star a supernova in the dark you do anything to make it last but track 14 which is fix you one of my favorite songs period from period not even just from coldplay but i just love this song so much and I saw that you had covered this as the final track on the on the record. And I was like, oh, boy, I don't even know if I want to listen. Because I just <laughs> love what you do so much. And I love that song. And sometimes the mix isn't exactly right. Especially when someone's covering a, a song that's that's legendary. Right. But you nailed it. Thank you. That, that means a lot. It is very terrifying. It's one of my favorite songs as well. And it's scary because the... The Chris Martin version, Coldplay version, is perfect. I mean, think about the songwriting of this song and just how, like, how cutting it is. Right. I, I can't tell you how many times I've sat in a songwriting session and like pulled that song up and been like, "How does? How did this happen?" Like, and just studied it and tried to like draw from it. Like, it's that song is like, is it's in me and in the songs that I've written. Well, I asked, I said, Caitlin, will you come in and play Fix You? And she's going to play for us now. She's now at the piano. She has moved all the way across the stage, (laughs) which is about a foot. And she's now at the piano. All right, here she is, Caitlin Smith doing Fix You. Hey, guys, so because of licensing rules, we can't play anything with music 
on this iHeartRadio channel or podcast anymore. But you can go to bobbybones.com to see it. We hate that we had to take it down. It wasn't our decision, but I just wanted to keep you up, and we wanted to keep up as much as possible. So uh, go to bobbybones.com to watch or hear whatever you're missing right now, and thank you for listening to the show, and sorry about all the legal stuff. Mr. Bobby Bones. Come on. Caitlin Smith in studio. How... I do nothing in my life at all. Zero things. I was thinking about while you're playing. Nothing in my life where I'm as good as that. No, I don't have one skill about me that is as good as what I watched five feet from me right here. That's you're so good. You know, I've been a fan for so long. I always love when you put out new music because I love to highlight it because I love it. Thank you, dear. So I'm, I'm just such a big fan. We have uh, featured Caitlin on. You know, the uh, Country Top 30, we the women of iHeart Country. You know, mm-hmm. I, I try to play her as much as I possibly can, and when I can get her in here, I'd love to do so. I know you've been in Minnesota for a while. Is it cold already up there? It's starting. The leaves are ridiculous right now, and I'm starting to pull out my fall jacket, and I love it. I walked outside <laughs> this weekend at, at like 1030, and I think it was like 58 degrees, and I was freezing my face off already. Oh, I've had enough of winter already. Doesn't it's, it feel so good? It does not. It's, crisp. I, I, it's gorgeous. <laughs> I like it warm all the time. <laughs> right, you guys check out Supernova D- Deluxe. The Deluxe version is out. Um, we're going to play I Can't, and this is the version with Old Dominion. We're going to play it right now. Kaylin, always fantastic to see your face. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. Amy, anything you'd like to say? I just know well, the whole time you were playing, I wanted to be you. Is that weird? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I know. I felt, Bobby, I was like, why do I not play the piano, and why can't I sing? And well, so That's that, where I went to. I mean, so that, same. So that's, you have me wanting to change careers, but I can't do either, so I'll stick with this. <laughs> Follow her at Caitlin Smith with a Y. Caitlin Smith. Bobby Bones. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Ashley McBride has been added as a co-host of the CMT Music Awards. She'll join Kane Brown and Sarah Hyland, who were announced last week as the other hosts. The show airs this Wednesday night on CMT. Russell Dickerson has a new album coming. It's called Southern Symphony and will feature 10 songs. It drops on December 4th. Maren Morris explained why her latest song is important during these crazy times. We're in such a reflective time being sort of stuck at home, either by ourselves, with our families, with our dogs. Like We just have a lot of time to have some introspection. And I feel like To Helen Back is very much about accepting your imperfections and the person in your life accepting them as well. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A soldier has been reunited with a dog she fell in love with while serving overseas. Sergeant Erin Guthrie was deployed overseas with the Oregon Army National Guard when she noticed a stray dog, and she said she had an instant connection with the dog. She's 28 years old. She was there for eight months, and seeing the dog helped her deal with being from uh, so far from home, gave her a sense of peace. So when she returned home, she thought, you know, I should get a dog. But she knew the dog she really wanted was a stray dog that she had found, whose name was Mika. So she she reached out to a group called Paws of War, which helped raise money and managed obstacles to go find Mika Mm -hmm. and get Mika to the United States. And they were reunited last week. She said it was an amazing feeling. But she got the dog back. From overseas, a stray That's dog. They had to cool. go find the dog, too. Wow. I wonder if they had to send her a picture like, is this Mika? <laughs> and then they went around is this looking, Mika? have you seen this dog? Is this Mika? <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. 
Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Dixon County, Tennessee. Two people that ate at the local Cracker Barrel, you know, you decided to do that whole dine and dash. Wanted to let you know your wallet is waiting for you at the police station. You oh, left they it left the, their wallet. Left nice. it in the chair. Oh. And police said, you can come get it or we'll come get you. So they know exactly who it was. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What a dummy. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. You guys send so many emails in. We love it, love it, love it. Morgan, what's the email address? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. Let's open it up. Bobby's Mailbag. She says, morning studio. My name is Mandy. The other day, my cousin set me up with the interior designer she hired to decorate her house. I honestly didn't know that many men would be in that field. Apparently, there are. We went out, had a nice time, and normally I'd look forward to going out with him again. He was just a little too pretty for me. Now, I'm 38 years old. I've never been married, so maybe I'm being a little too picky, as my cousin would say. But am I the only woman who feels like she needs a guy to get a little dirt under his fingernails at the end of the day? Then again, if I play my cards right, I could get my entire house decorated impeccably. Mm-hmm. Anyone ever had a guy whose job was a little too female? Signed, Mandy. First of all, I don't have dirt under my fingernails. You don't? Never. And if Caitlin felt like this, I would just be up S Creek without a paddle. <laughs> and I'm not. I would say, that, and I'm going to say this from personal experience. You've got to break your old mental habits if you want something different to happen in your life. If you're 38 years old and you've never been married and you've wanted to be married, and you're like, you can't figure it out. Well, the first step to figuring it out is to realize you can't keep doing the same things and expect different results. And if you've been judging people based on things like their job, they have something you disagree with that makes sense. But maybe it's time to jump out of your little tiny comfort bubble because your comfort bubble is not working for you right now. So you just got to get over it. Now, you may find something about him later that you don't like, but you can't hold his job against him. The number one thing is to find somebody with a passion for what they do, regardless of whatever it is. If he has a passion for being an interior designer, that's fantastic. Think about what he could do at your house. Think about what he could do for your friends. Think about the money he could make. Think about the availability he could have for the kids because he gets to dictate his own schedule. Like, there are so many pros with a job like that that I would think the fact that he's not out with a shovel should not make you want to keep from dating him. My thoughts. Amy? I think it sounds amazing. You need to go out with him. Don't even worry about it at all. I have a friend that kind of a similar situation. If she's going out with a new guy and he doesn't show up and have a pickup truck and a beard and like a like a work in a like an on a ranch or a farm she's turned off by it and and I'm like <laughs> you're not going to you're there's so many awesome guys out there and I feel like you limit your circle of who you're going to come in contact with simply because of a truck because it's not manly enough for you so I I feel like that's the thing it's stuff we've just have in our heads from who knows what growing up and you need to let it go and then yes think about the amazing house that you're going to have as long as you like his taste and there's something to say for someone who will hang out for exactly the right person right I did yeah however you just can't complain about you not finding the right person if you've decided I'm going to hang out forever until I find the exact right person for me that does exactly what I need them to do so you can't be like oh, I can't find anybody but you're letting great guys pass by, or at least a, a shot at a great guy. Mm-hmm. Eddie? I mean, I am going to go the opposite. I believe 
that if you're not happy with what you're getting at the beginning, like she already has a, a problem with whatever this person is. That now, in the, when they get married, if she settles for him, she's going to be like they have little problems here and there. It's because I knew it. I knew it. I didn't like him in the beginning because he's too whatever. He's too this. He's too that. So if the, there's already question before anything else, I think it could lead into bigger problems later. Lunchbox. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. You look. This is why women are crazy. They complain about not being able to find good dudes, and this seems like a good dude, and just because he doesn't have dirt under his fingernails, she's going to cast him aside. That's why you're lonely at 32 years old. 38. 30, oh, 38, even worse. You oh. better, hey, girl, you're <laughs> running out of time. You better nice get direction. someone. All right, our advice to you as a group collectively, three to three versus one, is get over it. At least give him a shot. If you find something else, but he may be the guy. Don't judge him. Who knows? He may be such a uh, good interior designer because he had built decks for a long time and he figured out. You just don't know oh, people's oh. stories until you n- learn their stories. I think we're going to end it there. Yeah. Get over yourself. That's what we're going to end it <laughs> with. Thank you for and listening and emailing. Us, but get updated. over yourself. And I had to get over myself in a lot of ways for a, the greatest reasons. That's it. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. Go to Facebook and put your comment up there too. We're gonna put this up as a topic. I'm sure no one will have an opinion. <laughs> they usually don't. Yeah, never. So our Facebook page, search for Bobby Bone Show. Thank you guys. It is the week of Raymundo's wedding. How excited are you, Raymundo? Yeah. Uh, there's so much buildup for it. I am very excited, but the day it's let's get it here and, and let's just do the thing. I mean, there's so. I mean, you're talking this is bigger than a Super Bowl if you really think about it. It's longer than a football season where the teams play all the weeks to get to the finish line. We've been playing this season forever. Six years. You've been dating for six years. Yeah, my own fault. But I mean, man, here we go. <laughs> I would recommend that you not get too amped up until about Friday because you're going to be exhausted. What would happen with us? Speaking of football. Analogy, we get so pumped up before a game. And especially when you start to play. My junior and senior year, I played a lot. Well, you get so fired up three hours. Yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> halfway through the first quarter, you'd be like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's because I was so pumped up for so long. So have you got any wedding gifts yourself? Uh... I would say probably not yet. I mean, the stuff that we've got has been for the house. It's been on the registry for us as a couple. Did I send you something yet? Did you get it? Uh, honestly, it's very difficult sometimes with Amazon. Maybe you did, but we're gonna figure it all out and send notes to everybody. Your wife got, or your your about to be wife got a really cool gift, huh? Yeah, she did. So, um, because she had cancer, so she lost all her hair, and it's very difficult for women to grow their hair back. It honestly takes years. So her hair was about half the length that it was when we. Back when we used to date. When we used to date, it was all the way to the middle of her back. And then we got engaged, and her hair, she didn't even have any hair. And so then um, she got this gift from a family member. They, uh, It's like a procedure where you get extensions. Like, they're very expensive if you look it up. And so her hair will be the exact same length when we used to date seven years ago. Cool. And so she couldn't be more happy. So someone in her family is donating their hair to your fiancé. Well, not necessarily their hair, but they're paying for it. They said, I want you to look exactly how in your dreams you thought you'd look on your wedding day. And she said how my hair was before. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. She's so excited. And I, it's happening. Yeah. And she's, uh, I mean, elated. That's really the only word I can think of. Man, you guys have been through a lot. Yeah. When, I, she, when she had cancer, that was that was heavy. It was, and it's not necessarily just the act of cancer. It's the years that follow. I mean, because she didn't look how she thought she was going to look. She, gained, I mean, weight gain is crazy because all the drugs you put in your body that you have to to kill the cancer, 
So it's, it's not just the act of the cancer. It's then you lose all your hair, her eyebrows, her eyelashes. And that's important to girls. Guys, we could probably get away with it. But you think about it, like, that stuff means a lot to women. Man, that's really cool. Yeah. And it's a the, special uh, gift. They have been through a lot. Well, that's great. Yeah. I can't wait to see her this weekend. Oh, dude. She's going to be beautiful. And you're... You are not gonna see her the day of, or the, when do you when do you guys split apart? I guess I, I've been told midnight the night before. Yeah, you're not allowed to sleep to, in the same house the night before. You're, you're not, not supposed to. See Wait, her. who has to leave then? Well, I, she's staying near the property, and then I guess I go to the apartment with my best man Billy, and me and him play beer pong or something. So you're staying at home, and she's going to stay somewhere else. Yes. Don't drink all night. Ray's gonna get he me might, so drunk. He might, you know he's going Ray. to. You can't drink at the wedding though. Yeah. Do you have a plan for that? The wedding, there's gonna be no drinking. My family doesn't drink. I don't want them to see me even a little bit tipsy. So maybe at the reception, I'll have a couple. He's, but Ray drinks two, and he's absolutely knockered. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. He's knockered more than you I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And you're gonna need one before the wedding. You're gonna be nervous. No, as don't. Much try, you, no, as don't much as you that. say you're not going to be right the day it comes you're gonna be nervous all right well i'll shotgun one with my groomsmen oh boy well the question is because lunchbox cried at his did not yes you did oh my god you guys who saw lunchbox cried his i the question is at ray's wedding one will he cry i said no you guys bet yes correct and then two the bet is will ray smash the cake in her face or not oh man that's what happened. That's you a got good the question. Cake. Yeah, and Lunchbox says you have to. You, if you want to sh- set the tone for your relationship and who wears the pants in the relationship, you smash the cake. If you don't smash the cake, you are saying this woman runs the household and she's going to run the household our entire marriage. But she already does. Therefore, I think that she he will not do it. He may want to, Bones, and then I think she's going to be like, don't you dare, and then he'll be laugh and not do it. Wait, why even are we really discussing that cake indicates this? That's what it is. No. I mean, because the guy, it's fun to smash the cake. <laughs> I would not do it because I don't want to mess up her makeup. Yeah. Oh, That's why she wouldn't want it done. You guys worried about a stupid makeup? Like, it's so fun. It shows you can have fun. You can't be uptight wedding couple where, oh, here, we're not going to do anything fun. I think we'll dance and have fun in different ways. Well, Lunchbox, you didn't present it as it's like a fun thing. You just said it's a way to show dominance. But it's both. Okay. It's fun to be dominant. <laughs> because the woman usually doesn't want it, and so you're going to let her okay. tell you how to live just... life. So if you don't do it, you're, you're saying she can tell you how, what to do. Ray, okay. are you smashing the cake in Vase face? I think we may have went budget with the cake, and it might just be a cookie cake. Honestly, I don't even know hey, it's going to be one of those Whatever it takes. I love you better it. smash yeah, are you chocolate smash chips and yeah, There's icing on there. Uh, if we need to lighten the mood, yes, it's going to get smashed. It, lighten the, prob- the mood. The What's problem with happen? my family is sometimes they just get a little too uptight, and it's like, guys, just laugh. Have fun. This Ex- isn't super serious. That's why you need the cake smashing. It lightens everything up. Well, if you need me to streak, I will. Just to kind of <laughs> lighten it up. If you do that. <laughs> the Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So there's this woman who posted on Reddit about how her sister had to postpone her wedding until next year because of the pandemic. And now wants her sister to postpone her wedding two years so that they each have their own spotlight. Who needs a year spotlight? What's going on? Ray? No, I think that's ridiculous. You know, Caitlin and I will be getting married. Well, it was going to be May, but now it's going to be April, I think. But... And her sister gets married a few weeks after. There's enough. That's spotlight. okay. There's enough spotlight for everybody. Yeah, even if it was a, a week apart, it doesn't. Right. I don't get are, it. Are people no. not getting enough attention? What's happening? I agree. I right? agree. What's happening? Don't, I know. Don't get me started. Ugh. But yes, that that that's right. 
Yeah, I mean, imagine having to wait a whole year. A year. I would have been like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, totally out of your mind. All right. Speaking of weddings, uh, Ray's getting married this weekend. And like Bobby said, he's getting married soon. So I have the top five country wedding songs in case you want to add these to your list. Bobby. Lone Star Amazed. Oh, yeah. If that's not on there, turn the list off. Yeah. Just turn the radio station off. <laughs> Is it you on there? I, you don't want to say that. It's not on here. Yeah. Oh, you guys, it. you got to do what you got to do. Flip, flip it. <laughs> In at number five, you've got It's Your Love with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Yeah, Jam. Could have been number one. I'd have been okay with that. Go ahead. And number four, Bless the Broken Road, Rascal Flats. I asked Gary Lavox, the lead singer, I said, how often do you play this? And he goes, well, we play it every show, but this is the wedding song people wanted to play. He played a wedding. He came over to the house about a month ago and we did a Bobby cast and he flew right off to a wedding and was playing this Mm. at a wedding. Three? When I said I do... Clint Black and his wife. Yeah, this is a good one. He's not better than those other two, though. He's not better than Lone Star no, Maze. it's not. This is a good song, though. What else? This is a jam. Randy Travis, Forever and Ever, Amen. Yeah, that's a good one. Go ahead. And I need to hear this one. It's Paul Brandt, I Do. He's a, he's a Canadian country artist. Who wrote this? I do. Yeah, now I know it. Okay. Baby, I will. I am, I can't How did this make the list? I've never even heard this song. This is, from, is this from the Ottawa News? No, <laughs> theboot.com. Yeah, that's a terrible selection for us. Does anyone in this room know this song? Nope, no, never heard it. I, I know that song. I've heard it. You messed up the words. I will, oh, okay. I do. Uh, I'm sure it's a fine song, <laughs> but it doesn't. I'm just butthurt of a Lone Star Maze not being on it. I'm still holding on to that. All right, what else? So just shout out to this 51-year-old mom who is going to be a sur-grandma for her daughter. Wow. The mom is Julie. The daughter's Brianna. And the daughter, 29 years old, has some fertility issues, can't carry the baby. And so her mom volunteered to do it. So yeah, as a mom, she's going to be carrying her grandchild. And normally, surrogates can cost anywhere from $100,000, more or less, give or take a few. And obviously, she's her mom, so she's not charging her. Ray, your sister's doing it for you guys, right? Yep. It's still she, the plan. Is she charging you? I don't believe so. Uh, maybe room and board if she comes and lives with us. And then I'll pay for the groceries, watch her, my nephew, do stuff like that. I demand more. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. Okay, there you go. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's this nurse. She's been traveling the country, helping with COVID-19 patients as a traveling nurse. Uh, But she went back home to Minnesota to help now save the life of a toddler by donating her kidney. Wow. I know. That's a big donation. Nurse of the year. And respect to everybody who drops a couple quarters in that pot outside the store at Christmas time. But this is not the same. That's a big (laughs) donation. Yeah. Her name is Taylor Picarainen, and she's sharing her story in hopes that she'll inspire others to become organ donors. Wow. And she said that everything's going great. Babe, the toddler's happy, healthy, and she would 100% do it again. Does a toddler have just a humongous... Organ in their body now? <laughs> like, what's that, that poking out of your side? <laughs> well, I'll grow into it. Don't worry. It's I my remember kidney. we talked about this before, and I looked it up, and adult organs can go in babies' bodies. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Or not babies. I don't know. Toddlers. Toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. So where do you want to do this vacation? Oh, under a rock. 
Like a big rock on an island? Well, it's in Farmington, New Mexico, and it's called Under a Rock, and it's a man-made cave that's 50 feet below ground. Whoa. And I only saw it because it was on the news because it's being featured as they were teamed up with Hotels.com or something to give away some five-night stay during election week for $5 a night. So obviously a promo thing for them. And so for $25, I saw somebody got it, and they get to go vote and then disappear under this rock for a week while things settle down after the election. Because you know whichever way it goes, people are going to be up in arms. So I was like, I want to go there. I don't even care if it's election day. Like, this is the under rock period. (laughs) I I have a new vacation destination, and it's this rock in Farmington. Hmm. It looks cool. It really does. I just send me there. You know, with the election coming up, I have determined I'm not talking about anything politically at all anywhere. Nice. Even if it's not political, even if it seems to be based on a niche, it's just so, so everything's so volatile right now. That I've and I'm super into it. I couldn't be more into it. In my personal life, it's all I read in, all the time. Just subscribe to all kinds of stuff. But I'm just because of that, I'm pulling myself away from it. You want to go live under a rock at all? Nope, because I can't get enough of it. <laughs> but I'm not talking about it on the show. That people don't come to us for that, right. and even less of that. Yeah. Am I going to give them right now? So that's interesting. Let's go over and do the joke. Here we go. The morning corny. What did 50 Cent do when he got hungry? What did 50 Cent do when he got hungry? 58. (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. (laughs) That was the morning corny. I saw a story about a guy in Missouri who bought three Taco Bell potato tacos before they were discontinued. Because Taco Bell discontinued a lot of stuff. They're going to focus on um, specific parts of their menu. And so he bought them, he froze them, and now he sold them for $70 each. Pretty Pretty good investment. Smart. Wow. Brian Hoban of O'Fallon, Missouri, heard about the discontinuation of the spicy potato soft taco. And instead of getting sad about it, he went and bought three and then put them in his freezer and then ended up selling them for $70 each. Made over $200. I wonder if it's any good after you thaw it out. I'm sure you just, yeah, bake it on up. Or do you just hold it for posterity? (laughs) That person, it's like buying a baseball card. You buy it, not to have it, but to sell again later on. Yeah, go get into your freezer. Lunchbox, you called a fishing guide? Uh, Yeah, well, Captain D's is a fish restaurant. It's like a fast food. We know what Captain D's is. heard of it. Yeah, we've we've seen it. (laughs) We've been there. We've driven by it a thousand (laughs) times our life. Well, and been in there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, I called a Captain D's acting like I was trying to go on a deep sea fishing tour with Captain D. <laughs> <laughs> and he loves the same narrative. I yet. cannot wait to hear this. Okay, here's Lunchbox looking to go to charter a deep sea fishing trip with ca- the captain, Captain D. Captain D. Oh, uh, yeah. How you doing today, man? What's up, man? I'm calling to see uh, Captain D's schedule the next couple weeks because I'm looking to charter a deep sea fishing trip. What? What? I don't understand the question. Like the the schedule from the week? Yeah. We open from 10.30 to 10.30. Anytime then you can come in. Well, yeah, I just want to make sure. I I don't know how busy Captain D is because, you know, I I figure he gets a lot of people. You know, he takes charters out. But I want to charter the boat with just me and him and him teach me how to fish. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm looking at this Saturday. You know, what time do we leave, all that? What do you mean, what time do you, we, we open at 10.30? No, 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 but what time does the boat leave the dock? 
there is no boat. <laughs> no, I'm trying to go on a deep sea fishing trip. Captain D's, like Captain D, he's this. He has to be the captain of the ship, or he wouldn't name it Captain D's ship, right? Well, it's a restaurant. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate to disappoint. Oh man, I thought Captain D was going to take me on his boat. Nope, but just a restaurant. The end. <laughs> He's over it. You know, like I was like, that's an idiot on the phone just now, <laughs> thinking this is a fishing place. I imagine all of them just kind of tell their coworkers after they're done. I wonder <laughs> if they ever know. That's the question. Let's have another round of Lunchbox versus the ladies in NFL trivia. His goal is to make it to 16 and 0 to try to prove. That once and for all, what, Lunchbox? Women can't beat me in football trivia because they don't know anything about football. For the record, we're all rooting against Lunchbox, and we think it's a very sexist thing to say. Yeah. Also, and, we don't think it's true. And deep down, I think you're really cheering for me, but you just have to say that to make people happy. But thank you. On the phone right now is Rachel in Knoxville. Rachel, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Really good. You hear this guy talking this garbage. What does that make you feel like? Um, I know he's wrong. Yeah, we do too. Mm. Do you feel yeah. like you can yeah. take him? Are you pretty knowledgeable in NFL football? I feel like I am, yes. Okay. We're going to have Lunchbox leave and go to the isolation room where he cannot hear the show. I will ask Rachel seven questions. Lunchbox will come in and get the same seven questions. We'll see who does the best. What's Wait, her name? Rachel. Ah, good luck, Rachel. Okay. You, you have to um, leave. You're going down. Oh! Oh! I'm nice. shaking my boots now. Nice. Oh. I've never heard trash talk like that. You're going down. I like the confidence. Yeah, me too. Lunchbox, you have to go. Yeah, He's I gotta go. I gotta Bye. Go. Bye. <laughs> Lunchbox is leaving the room. He said Rachel's terrible, oh, and then boy. he shut the door. Okay, Let me know when I'm free, time. Raymundo, to go. Good. Okay. Rachel, are you ready? Get seven questions. I hope you nail them all. Question number one. Which NFL team went to four straight Super Bowls without winning? The Buffalo Bills. Correct. Wow. I love it when they're right out of the gate. What is the maximum number of points a team can score in a single possession? Seven. Incorrect. The answer would have been eight because you can get a two-point conversion. Correct. Oh. Ah. Mm-hmm. Who was the first NFL team to win six Super Bowls? The New England Patriots. Incorrect. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. The Patriots oh, no. did too, but the Steelers did it first. Hey, take a breath. Oh. Breathe through the answers. How many NFL teams are named after birds? Well, that's tough. <laughs> okay, let's see. Yeah, talk, talk it out. Eagles, Ravens, the Falcons, the Seahawks. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see. Seahawks, Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to go with four. Uh, and the Cardinals. Uh, the answer would have been five. Got about Arizona. <laughs> Who has scored the most touchdowns in NFL history with 208? Jerry Rice. Correct. Wow, she got that? Yeah. Who is the youngest player to be named Super Bowl MVP? The youngest player to be Super Bowl MVP is Patrick Mahomes. Correct. <laughs> Finally, who is the last non-quarterback to win NFL MVP? 
Super Bowl or just nope. in general? NFL MVP, season MVP, the last non-quarterback. The last non-quarterback. Oh, let's see. Three seconds. Three seconds. Oh, my gosh. Answer, please. Um, Heinz Ward. Incorrect. Oh. Adrian Peterson. We have to move you a little quick because we can't see if you're Googling or not. I we we don't that. think you are. Oh, I got that. But, okay. Um, she got three out of seven. That's bad. And some of them she knew if she would have just sat for a yeah. second, she would have got them. Um, okay, let's bring in Lunchbox. Don't tell him anything, Rachel. Don't tell him how you did. Oh, okay. Okay. Walking back down the hallway into the studio with a record of 4-0. Lunchbox, there he is. There he is. How you feeling? I feel like I'm going down. What's her name? <laughs> her name is Rachel in Knoxville, oh, yeah. Tennessee. Sorry, I don't remember Loser's name. Okay. She hasn't lost yet. I mean, come on, guys. Already in my head, she's lost. That's all that matters. You have seven questions. Ready? Question how number she one. Do? Don't worry about how she did. Okay. Which NFL team went to four straight Super Bowls without winning? Oh, man. That's my team, the Buffalo Bills. There you go. Your team. Not really my team. My buddy Scott loves them, and I like to give him a hard time. Okay. So I just said my team. What's the maximum number of points a team can score in a single possession? That would be eight. Correct. Who was the first NFL team to win six Super Bowls? The Dirty Bird, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, led him there. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Correct. Is that what you call him, maybe? Dirty Bird? Dirty Burger. Dirty, Dirty Burger. Burger. I thought we said Dirty Bird. I thought you would say Atlanta Falcons. I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Lunchbox, how many NFL teams are named after birds? After birds? <laughs> Seahawks? Falcons? Eagles? Cardinals, Ravens, five. Five is correct. Woo! Woo! Who has scored the most touchdowns in NFL history with 208? Kid. He's the greatest ever. Jerry Rice. Correct. (laughs) That's my imitation. No teeth, Keith. He's 49ers. Who is the youngest player to be named Super Bowl MVP? Uh, Last year, Patrick Mahomes. Correct. Yeah. Who was the last, your final question, who was the last non-quarterback to be named NFL MVP? Non-quarterback? You may Uh, get this wrong. um, It's a tough one. It's the toughest. I'll go with Marshall Falk. Incorrect. It is Adrian Peterson, 2012. It's a tough one. Lunchbox, you got six of seven. Rachel got three of seven. Oh, come Uh. on! Yeah! I mean, three of... Hey, you guys had me sweating on that lap. Come on. Rachel, what would you like to say? Well, for one, I really thought that these were going to be like more history, like questions, I guess, of the NFL trivia, but I'm pretty disappointed in myself, and I feel like I really could beat him if I was given another chance, but oh, I Wait, wait, what was not history about that? It was mostly history. I mean, that, those, were mo- those well, weren't mostly rules. There was uh, who the Super Bowls, the MVPs. I mean, what did you want? Well, I mean, I guess that's true, but... <laughs> 
I mean, I feel like, like maybe like, like nicknames of like what the defense was called, like the Pittsburgh Steelers defense or the Minnesota Vikings. Well, you defense. can't like, pick the category know. of your quiz. That ain't I, Jeopardy. I, I, wait, wait. I, if I could have picked the questions, I could have beat him. That's what it sounds like to me. Lunchbox, what would you like to say to her? I'd just like to say, hey, go home and study, and maybe you'll know as much as a guy. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Rachel, we appreciate you. Thank you for calling the show. Thank you. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. So good old Don, he's a truck driver, right? And he's ter- carrying a big old load to Idaho. Boise, Idaho, he's got a load full of food. And he gets there, and the guys are like, there's a mix-up, man. We didn't order that chicken pot pie. And Don's like, well, what do you want me to do with 2,000 cans of chicken pot pie? <laughs> Sorry, get rid of it. We don't want it. So he calls up the bosses, breaker, breaker, what do I do with this? They're like, get rid of it, Don. So Don thinks quickly, calls the police, says, do you know any nonprofit here in Boise that can take some soup? And the police were like, absolutely, follow me. They escorted him to the soup kitchen. He dropped off 2,000 cans of soup. And then a church pitched in and said, we need help. We need help Don to unload the truck. So they helped him. Everyone chipped in. Why would people not want the soup? That's money they're just wasting. Yeah. Yeah. The, The store was like, we didn't order that. I'm glad in the end it works out. But who's the one that loses that money? Yeah, and then the boss is just like, get rid of it, Don. Don's like, no, no, no. I got a better idea. the (laughs) boss. I would just feel like, because, you know, sometimes... If like a uh, somebody in a cartel loses money and you find it, yep, you don't want to be the one to have to deal with it. You don't want to have to get, turn it back in. You don't have to mm-hmm. just keep it for your. I feel like the, that's Don. Yeah, he's <laughs> having to make a tough decision right there. Yeah, good for he, him. He made the right decision. He did. Breaker, <laughs> breaker, breaker, one nine, and a big old flirt. There you go. That's tell me something good. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. You know, tomorrow lunchbox heads off to the murder house in Iowa. Yep. So tomorrow night, he spends the night there where there have been many people murdered in this house. We're going to see if there are any spirits there. So, but we're going to do, just so you know, we're going to keep all the conversation about that experience basically to right now and beyond. We'll check in tomorrow morning a little earlier than this. But but just so you know, you don't have to wake up at 5 to hear it. It's going to be like right during this time. Okay? Okay. <laughs> so are you nervous? Yeah. I, I'm... I'm nervous about the spirits and the ghosts that live in the house, the people that were killed. And then I'm I'm nervous about our, our um, how do I say this nicely, our intense listeners that are going to show up at the house. I don't think they will. I think yeah. they'll respect your privacy. Yeah. Ooh. One day until Lunchbox goes to the axe murder ghost house. You hang up on me again, I'll gut you like a fish. Oh, that's a nice touch. Oh, that's yeah, a, that's an added new one. Good. We'll yeah. ship them off tomorrow. By the way, on Friday, it is our iHeart Country Festival. Dirks, Lady A, Sam Hunt, Kane Brown. I'm hosting it Friday, October 23rd, streaming live 7 p.m. Central on LiveXLive.com, which is live by live. LiveXLive.com. Let's go to the news. Bobby's Big Story. Health officials in New York shut down a wedding. And the thing to me isn't that they shut down a wedding. There are rules in place, and if they find out there are a lot of people there, you got to go, hey, you can't do that. But this wedding had over 10,000 people that were, oh, my. That were coming. Oh. <laughs> what does that cost? Holy cow. Health officials in New York delivered a ban days before a scheduled wedding after receiving reports that upwards of 10,000 individuals were scheduled to attend the ceremony in Brooklyn. Is that just to put out an open invite on Instagram? Yeah, because <laughs> how in the world? Who I, do, I don't Who? think I've ever met 10,000 no, people. No, no chance. 
At his briefing Saturday, the governor explained that the state officials received word of the wedding after the Rockland County Sheriff's Office issued a warning against attending an event is a clear violation of gathering limits. They didn't say who it was. Or and where were they planning on having I it? just want to know who has this kind of money. <laughs> like what? Ri- you know, I was watching a TikTok where this girl said that, and she's telling the story where she met a guy on Hinge, which is a dating app. They went to dinner. She bought him, or he bought her a really expensive dinner. She said the dinner with all the wine included was about $1,000. She said, wow, I can't believe that we would spend this much money. He said, hey, I'm in finance. It's fine. I have a great job. I'm happy to do it. So they go on a second date, and they go again to a very expensive restaurant. They order the nicest of wine. She's like, hey, I feel bad taking this money from you. You're spending He's like, hey, I have plenty of money. I've had this great job in finance for years. I love spending it on you. She's like, okay. He invites her to go on a weekend trip to Miami. And she goes, oh, I don't know this guy really well, but who doesn't want to go on a weekend trip to Miami? Like Miami, baby, you know? (laughs) So she says, okay. But what she does, she tells her friends. She says, hey, this is where I'm going. They share their locations with each other. So her friends know where she is all the time in case she is to get abducted or get into some trouble. So before she goes, she has a couple of her friends, one who works with the police department, uh, hey, look the guy up. And so she flies to Miami. Her friend calls her and goes, uh, this guy isn't who you think he is. And she goes, what do you mean? She said, this guy is not in finance. She said, really? She said, well, who is it? She goes, I'm not going to tell you. Have fun. So <laughs> what? She have said, fun. what do you mean you're not going to tell me? Have fun. She said, I'll tell you when you get back, but you're safe. Have fun. So... They have the weekend in Miami. She said, it's great. She comes back. She goes to her friend. She says, hey, what's up with this guy? How come you won't tell me who he is? She goes, well, I just didn't want to ruin your trip or make you feel differently about him. His family, a couple hundred years ago in Vietnam, discovered oil, and he's a billionaire. And he doesn't want to tell people that because they'll just fall in love with him immediately. Wow. Crazy story. He's still spoiling her a little bit. Yeah, if you yeah, didn't yeah. want people to <laughs> but know anything. There's a anything. difference. It's someone yeah. in finance yeah. who who does who's well, pretty and, rich, versus yeah. a billionaire, yeah. which is multi multi generational wealth. I guess that's a billionaire's level of taking it down. Whereas someone who might be in finance and super successful might be like, you know what? We're going to go to McDonald's. It's fine. It's on me. You know, like mm-hmm. that. Him spending a thousand dollars is him. <laughs> You know, really roughing it. I was dialed into that TikTok though. I couldn't get. I was like, "What's the next one?" I went to the next one. Oh, that was really? a good one. No, Are yeah. they still together? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. All right. There's another story. Bobby's other story. <sighs> this kid. I just feel like this kid's not going to be in for some good life. Here's what happened. A couple has named their newborn daughter after an internet service to get free Wi-Fi for 18 years. They named their kid after the internet service. Oh, boy. It's not even a cute name. The new dad spotted an advertisement on Facebook from a startup company called TwiFi, which offered free Wi-Fi for 18 years to anyone who named their child after the company. If one has a daughter, her name will be (laughs) TwiFiya. If it's a son, his name would be Twifus. Simply upload a photo of your child's civil birth certificate. After verification... Wi-Fi will give you 18 years free internet. So the new parents wish to remain anonymous. They gave their baby girl the second Twi-Fi. I hope Twi-Fi's in business. Tw- yeah. No, no, no. Twi-Fi. Twi-Fi. Oh, Twi-Fi, yeah. 
that poor kid's got to be named Twifia for twenty nine 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 a month. <laughs> yeah. Like, think about that. Aside from eighteen years, that's a long time. Eighteen years, eighteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. But really, when you break it down, she has to live with that name for thirty, thirty five, forty bucks a month. All because the parents wanted free Wi Fi. Is Twifia? If I didn't say <laughs> that it was after an internet service, would you guys have thought? Oh, it's Pretty cool name. Lord of the Rings or something. Mm. Yeah, some kind of sci-fi yeah. movie. <laughs> but would you have hated on it as much? Nah, not really. It's fine. I mean, is it? I mean, it'd be it'd be it would be one of those where you're like, it's a very unique name. What does it mean? Maybe you call him her Fia for short. Tweet tweet. All right, that's the news. Bobby's big story. You guys can call us if you want. We love talking to you. Any questions you have for the show? 877-77-BOBBY. How was your weekend? It was really good. It was good. Yeah, Ben's parents ended up coming, so we got the grandparents in town and the kids. Something about grandparents the kids love. Do they give them money and candy or either one? I think they get more treats and stuff, yeah. but there's just something about demeanor. I, I don't know what it is about my children in particular. I don't know if they just have m- much respect for the elderly, but it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. What about you? I was in Batesville, Arkansas shooting my Nat Geo show, which I'm so pumped for you guys to be able to see. It's not out until first quarter of next year. I'm not even sure the exact date, but I'm so excited for you guys to see this because I'm really with wonderful people and it's their stories, and their stories a little bit parallel my story, where there's a struggle, but it's about how you get through and how you you show others and how you treat others. And I got to spend the, uh, time with a great couple, and we were in a scrapyard. So I got to do a grappler, which is the big claw, and yeah. rip apart a bus. Ooh. <laughs> I got to uh, bail cars. It's like you put it in a machine, it puts it into a... I got to do what they call chopper, where it's like huge scissors, make metals, and I'm just cutting crap. Dude, that's awesome. It was awesome. So I did that. And the best of all, Arkansas won this weekend, beat Ole Miss, which was amazing. So, <laughs> yeah, all around great weekend. weekend. That was the best. <laughs> I'm watching it. Here's the thing I'm inside that that grappler, which is the claw. It's like if you play the claw game at the yeah, pizza Chuck place. E. Cheese, yeah, yeah. But times a million. And so you're doing that, and you, I'm picking up a school. It's on my Instagram story right now if you want to see some of that, me over there, uh, at Mr. Bobby Bones. But as I'm doing that, I also have the game on. Care, <laughs> You're operating heavy machinery yes, yes, while yes. watching the game. While I'm watching the game. <laughs> and just as a small side note, Ray Mundo cost me a bunch of money this past week because oh. I bet with him again. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to double up to catch up. Put it all on Arkansas. Boom. Hit it. It's just a great weekend. That's right. So just listen to you when it comes to gambling. You know what? I think I'm 7-1. But don't yeah. listen to me because I'm just betting for me. What? Was Arkansas supposed to beat Ole Miss no, or that? They were the oh. underdog. So you went double. You doubled down. Yeah, baby. Yeah, doubled down. Thank wow. you. That's a great weekend. On the phone is Amber in Iowa, and Amber is going to talk about lunchbox going to the ghost house tomorrow. Amber, I don't want you to tell your story yet, but you went right. I did not go. I was super scared to go, so I opted out. Oh, but your friends went. My friends went. Five of my friends went, and they couldn't talk me into going. Okay, so she's going to tell the story of what happened to her friends when we come back. Lunchbox leaves tomorrow morning to go spend the night there. So, Amber, can you hold for, like, three minutes? Yes. Okay, we'll talk to Amber, real-life account of what happened to her friends when they stayed the night at the ghost house. Tomorrow morning, Lunchbox will be on the road driving to Iowa with his cousin. That's who's going with you. Yeah. 
and they're going to spend the night in this house where lots of folks were murdered. Amber and I was on the phone right now. Now, Amber, we were talking with you before the break. You said your friends went to this house, right? Yes. What happened to them? So they all four went, and I was chicken, so I stayed home. And when I when they got back, I asked them how it went and wanted the details. They didn't stay in this house more than two hours. The, they just felt people were there with them, and then when they were like kind of talking to them or whatever, the ball in the little kids' room moved. Okay. And so that freaked them out, and they spent the rest of the time at the bar. But are we going to make sure there are no magnets in this house? <laughs> I just need to see it to believe it. Meaning, I need to make sure there's nobody else in the house. There's nobody hiding in a little room down there. There are some tricks that could keep the, the, the legend alive. Lunchbox, I need you to investigate this. Well, that's what I'm going for. Like, but don't I, run in I and mean, get scared and just run like, oh, pee, pee, poo, poo. <laughs> I need you to go in and be dialed in to, to proving this thing wrong. Yeah. You no, can't I, be no, scared. No, Nobody's I love the way died. You, guys, you guys want to see it, but you don't want to go with that's me. Right. You're You're gonna you. That's right. You're going to send someone else's eyes right. to go see. If a ball starts rolling through that house, I'll be out quicker than those people. That's not cool. That is not cool. June 9th and 10th, 1912, eight uh, people were bludgeoned to death, presumably with an axe at the crime scene. It appeared all had been asleep at the time of the murders. So Lunchbox is going to go sleep in this house where oh, this happened. Interesting. So they were asleep when they got killed. What are you saying, Eddie? Maybe Lunchbox shouldn't sleep. <laughs> well, no, but here's the thing. I get that there's people that were murdered back in 1910, but nobody's died there since. So, I mean, maybe they've been, you know. Oh, I've read news with, stories about things that have happened. Like what? Uh, the the spirits made some guy stab himself. <laughs> Whoa! Seriously? <laughs> I don't think so. Google it. It's on the internet. It's true. They did a Three news story. things that make no. Google it. <laughs> it's on the internet. It's true. That would not work in a court of law. Yeah. No, the news story is he went to stay in the house and the spirits took him over and he ended up stabbing himself. Amber, what do you think is going to happen here? Ugh. Don't take a knife. I think that he's going to get scared. And if he doesn't get scared, I will go with the girls next trip. So if he stays, I will go with them. But if he ditches out, I'm not going. Does that motivate you at all? No, what do I care if she goes? <laughs> what does that have to do with me? If, if I feel like cutting my mouth, like I'm going for my safety. You don't need to run out as soon as you're scared because you're going to be scared going in before anything happens. You need to muscle through it. Well, I listen, muscle through I it. I muscle through everything. Nice. I mean, I am so tough. But huh. tomorrow, you're freaking out about this. Lunchbox starts his drive to oh. Iowa. Tomorrow night, he spends the night. Wednesday morning, around this time, we'll get the update on exactly what happened. Oh, and I, and I looked it up, and they have very little electricity, so they have they might have a little bit of heat. Oh, great. I just think somebody's going to be in that house screwing with you. <sighs> like, when people stay there, they probably have, like, some little intern. Hmm. Like a haunted house. Mm-hmm. Like the ones you pay to go into. Hey, sniff it out. I will. Thank you, Amber. Have a great day. You too. And just to let Lunchbox know, it's snowing here, so I hope. Okay. You- see, <laughs> now I'm, I, not only am I going to get killed by ghosts, I'm going to freeze to death. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Danielle in Nashville. You are on the show, Danielle. Thank you for calling the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Um, I just had a few tips for Lunchbox. Um, I've watched a lot of documentaries. I know how this goes down. You lunchbox. If you are going to interact with them, you want to try and set boundaries. Be as respectful as possible. 
And But if you are interacting with them, when you go home, you might have an attachment. Okay. And so paranormal things could happen in your house. <laughs> Even if, even when you're, you know, away from the actual murder house, when you're at home, so if that happens, you need to buy some sage. You need to burn it. Go to every corner of your house, sage your entire house, and if it still continues, you're going to have to get a priest to do an exorcism on your house. Oh, what a priest. bit! Yes, I like it. Say a priest or police? Priest. priest. What do police? Why would he? No, the, I, the I man, the police. I didn't know that. I, that's why I was surprised that police did that. Sorry, I did not hear her. See, this is what I'm worried about. See, you guys say, oh, there's no way they can follow you home. This lady just said that they can come home and mess with my family. Ah, oh, see, this is not cool. Danielle, would you do this if you were a lunchbox? Um, I I would go, but I would make sure not to, to make them mad or upset because that's when I think you'll get more experiences. But if you're just going and staying there and you kind of try and stay out of their way, are respectful. Um, you know, the people who died there are probably not bad people, right? So um, hopefully the experiences are not dangerous or anything like that. But again, you want to be respectful and know that if you're going to open yourself up, you better be ready to come, come to you later on. And she says, stay out of their way. I can't see them. How am I going to know where they're at? Like, how do you stay out of their way? Just sit, sit in the corner? What if they like that corner? That's a good point. Ugh. Oh, did they say there's going to be snow there? Yes. My daughter was watching some movie this weekend where there was an invisible monster Please. thing. Okay. And to, to make sure they knew where it was so they could kill it, they, got, they made snowballs and started just throwing snowballs. And wherever it stuck, <laughs> it would stick on the invisible. So there you go. Oh, yeah, you can just like... <laughs> Take it and just fluff start, it in the air and see if yeah, it lands scatter differently. Scatter snow and see if it falls on hey, something. You guys think this is so funny. No, it's, a, it's an idea. No, I mean, I, yeah, maybe maybe she. I hey. walked in on that part just so I could give you this tip. That might actually save my life. Yeah. Tomorrow, Lunchbox Drives. One day until Lunchbox goes to the axe murderer ghost house. You hang up on me again, I'll gut you like a fish. <laughs> Hey, here's the thing. Lunchbox will be able to be seen and talked to on our Facebook page. Yes. So he's going to get there and go Facebook Live a few times. So follow us on Facebook, Bobby Bone Show, and you can check in with Lunchbox during the evening, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'll be there with the ghost. You can chill with me and keep me safe. Also, let me shout out a group on Facebook. Morgan told me about this. The B Team, which is the, the really passionate listeners of this show. They have their own Facebook page with thousands of followers, right? Yeah, they and, do. And they're not just over there hating on each other? No, they share all of our stories, and they're really positive, and they're sweet about everybody on the show. But to get into the Facebook page, you have to, like, answer questions about your knowledge of the show and, like, who you connect with and why you want to be a big fan of the show. So how do you get into that? I wonder if they'll let me in. <laughs> you fail the test. <laughs> like, I'm not... <laughs> Yeah, you just, uh, so... It's, it's a private group, yeah. Yeah, it's a private group, and you just, like, ask to join, and then you answer their questions. And it was kind of weird, because I had to answer, and it was like, who do you relate most to on the show? I was like, I, I guess me. <laughs> but it's really it's really cool. They're a really cool group of people that are super positive, more than our Facebook page. Here are the uh, group rules. Number one, no hate speech or bullying. No promotions or spam. Respect everyone's privacy and be kind and courteous. And if you do that, they let you stay in. I think I'll go over sometime this week and do like a Q&A hangout over there. Cool. Oh, awesome. I'm not even a member yet. I'm about to join though, if they'll let me in. <laughs> yeah, they may not. What do you mean? It's it's um, BBS B-Team. 
Oh, yes. I guess yeah. Morgan. Did, or so people from the show can join. Yeah, they asked oh. me to join. They're like, if you want to see the positivity and not have to like see negative stuff all the time, please come join. Gotcha. Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/bbsbteam. So yeah, check that out. People are weird though. Like on Instagram, I posted this video uh, because on set for my Nat Geo show, Caitlin is not allowed to be on set unless she has a job because of COVID rules. So she's my hair and makeup person. And she doesn't really know what she's doing, but she has, you know, she does it fine. I don't need that much anyway for that show. I'm outside the whole time, just occasionally when there's a big light on me. And so I posted a video. She was being funny and doing a makeup tutorial like on YouTube where she just here, play the, here's a clip of this. This is, wait, this says 14 second clip. You don't have a clip, Ray? Nope. Mm. Well, it was, I laughed out loud. <laughs> like it was so funny. And at the end she was like, check me out on YouTube. Find my page, Caitlin's makeup or something. <laughs> but as a joke. Oh, well, then people makeup were all by like, Caitlin. You, don't you realize this foundation doesn't match this? And she's like, guys, uh, <laughs> I do. I work in software for commodities. I have no idea what I'm doing. So, all right. We don't have that clip. No, but we can get it. No, that's okay. It's not worth going to get it. <laughs> you said to someone that was being weird about it, uh, I bet you're real fun at parties. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good response, man. <laughs> I know. I was like, I need Why to start you, using that. Obviously, it was a joke on my Instagram. I don't know that some people thought it was obvious. I'm, I did laughing emojis. I know. We the know. tears out of the eyes. I, mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a percentage of people that they're never going to get it. You know? Like, they're just not going to get it. There was a guy who was living in the top of a grocery store of a Rayleigh supermarket in Fernley, Nevada. And he was arrested. They saw his foot hanging down. And they were like, what is that? And so, quote, the day we apprehended this person, the reason they noticed him was because when he made it through the roof of the building into the ceiling area, his foot went through the ceiling. Can you imagine being there and just seeing a foot go (laughs) right to the ceiling? Because I would think he would just take off running and get out of there. But no, uh, people saw it. They told employees, investigators discovered that he had been using an exterior ladder outside the building to climb up onto the roof and down to the rafters and had lived there for a week before he was found. Oh, wow. He had been stealing from the deli. Of course. Yeah. Oh, You're probably going eat. right for the turkey, the, the, the pepper turkey. He's got everything you need right yep. under him. Yeah. Everything. Actually, kind of better than the situation, situation I'm in now at my house. Everything <laughs> is there. Go down, have some Oreos. Yeah. A little cured ham. It's all there. <laughs> wow. That's funny. Can you imagine working there and the guy's been living over Crazy. top of you for a while? Crazy. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, 877-77-BOBBY. That is our phone number. Uh, Heather in Oklahoma, you're on the show. What's going on with you? Hey, I so I heard about the Facebook group, and so I just wanted to call and talk about that. I am on Twitter, but I have, like, all the B-team friends on Twitter, and I just feel like I have friends, like, everywhere, like, all over the country because there's just so many of us, and it's great and they're super uplifting and like I can post something and then they're like hey like you're amazing you're the best and it just everyone's so positive and I love it and it's because of you guys and it's super cool well thanks the B team's a great group we're just so thrilled that we have such a wonderful group of uh, friends that listen to the show and I don't know they're just always so nice to me and everybody else on the internet's not it's kind of the one safe spot I have I know once that goes sour I'm done (laughs) Mm Uh, Tim Allen's oldest kid on home improvement, Zachary Ty Bryan. Oh, yeah. Of the three boys, he was the oldest. He was, if not still, sitting in a jail cell for choking out his girlfriend. Oh. 
Zachary Ty Bryan, who played Brad on the show, was arrested late Friday night in Eugene, Oregon, after neighbors called for help following some sort of scuffle at an apartment complex. They tell TMZ, when cops showed up, they found Zach sitting outside his unit with the alleged victim hiding at a friend's place across the way. Here's part of the local news story from Officers Fox say Zachary Ty Bryan is accused of assaulting and strangling his girlfriend. Police say neighbors reported a fight around 10.30 last night. Officers say they found Bryan sitting outside the apartment and the victim was next door. He's charged with assault and strangulation. He's also accused of trying to take the victim's phone when she tried to call 911. Bryan played Tim Taylor's oldest son on Home Improvement. Would you want to be a child star and that was your only spot or would you just have rather never made it because i feel bad for these guys these adult men who are only known as their kid role everywhere they go they're not able to shake it they're probably not able to do would you rather have been a child star and had your brief little moment there or never have made it and living a normal life never have made it and living a normal life for sure you yeah <laughs> you'd rather be the child i feel star. like i could turn it into something no, but the, that's not the scenario. Oh. The scenario is you weren't able to, and you're sitting on the floor of your apartment. Probably, getting probably never, never haven't made it. That's, yeah. They don't have a very good record. No. Like the kid that's in the Christmas story, Ralphie, he came out in that Challenger documentary because he was there when the Challenger exploded, and he comes out talking about it, and you're like, Ralphie! You, you, I you know. Don't, you don't even listen to what he's saying, <laughs> and he's saying something cool about the Challenger. It's like, no, that's the kid. Wait, why is Ralphie in the Challenger documentary? He, he was... was at the he was at the launch, meaning and he was famous enough then that they let him go. Yes, and he was an ambassador for NASA at that time. Like getting kids excited and interested yep. about NASA. Yeah, but I didn't hear any of that because I was like Ralphie. <laughs> What's he look like as an adult? Just, Just like, like Ralphie, him. Really? older. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty same. cool. <laughs> A new study found there is no evidence that putting on white noise helps you sleep, and it may be actually making things worse. Some people need nature sounds or. Me, I mean, I keep the TV on. But I do look forward to when the sleep timer shuts it off. I get better sleep once it goes off, but I can't go to sleep if it's not on. Does that make sense? Yeah. But they say, hey, uh, it doesn't really work. True white noise is the hissy fizzing sound of all the frequencies that humans can hear being fired off randomly. And people have said, okay, we should do this when we sleep. And now, um, actually not. There are negative consequences. I had a friend who would not... He would not sleep in a room without turning on his phone, and it would just go. It was the most irritating thing because we'd be, <laughs> sometimes we would go and share a room, and he would be in the other bed, and all I'd hear, and he'd put it under his pillow sometimes. Oh. So I couldn't hear it, but I was like eight feet away in the other bed. <laughs> Crazily annoying. But anyway, I thought that was interesting that it really does nothing for you. Until next week when they post a study saying it does. Right. I know. Exactly. I'm like, shoot. Well, yeah. I'm able to sleep to it. All right. Amy, what's going on today? Uh, my in-laws are still here, so with them. And I have a couple of meetings, but they're on Zoom, so I'll be at the house with them. And then Sashira has soccer practice, and that's it. What about you? I'm doing, I think I'm recording an album release party for Luke Combs tonight on Zoom. So I have to, is it four? And I think they're airing it later this week on all the radio stations. So I'm doing that. I think I'm talking with entertainment. I don't even know what I'm who I'm with. <laughs> a you lot don't of my know things. What you're doing. I don't know. Uh, just and I'm gonna go vote today. I'm 99% positive. If I go out, I have about an hour today. But if I go out in the lines, not an hour. I'll tomorrow. step in and wait. Yeah. There's always tomorrow. Of course. Right? right. That's what's up. Thank you guys. I'm on Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. Have a great day. We will see you tomorrow on tomorrow's show. We send lunchbox farewell. 
to the murder house. He takes off driving tomorrow morning here on the Good luck, show. Lunchbox. Well, we'll see him tomorrow. But yes, good luck. Hope you have a good night's sleep tonight because it'll be the last one you're going to get <laughs> Enjoy for a long it. time. All right, see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones.